It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin! On today's episode, the RV is stopping in California to talk to Cynthia Gregory. Cynthia is an award-winning author and has a new book called What is Possible from Here? So, my dear Cynthia, welcome to The Relatable Voice. Thank you so much, Lucia. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Cynthia. I see you got married in Italy, which I actually did as well. So I married an Italian, so that's why I did. What made you, Cynthia, decide to get married in Italy? Well, um, at the time, my fiancé and I were both in the California wine industry. We both came from large Catholic families, and every other kind of wedding had been done. You know, the small wedding, the garden wedding, and we decided to have a planned elopement. So we were married at a 12th century monastery chapel outside of Florence. That was spectacular. It was lovely. Oh, I can imagine. Florence is my favorite city in Italy. It's so beautiful. It's stunning in every way. It is. Changing the subject, you mm -hmm. are an executive coach. And can you tell us what is it like? Well, I get to work with business owners and executives to help them clarify their values. We operate with a set of values and sometimes we forget <laughs> that those should lead everything that we do that's important to us. So I help my clients connect to what's important to them, and that helps them make better decisions. It helps them create better strategies for business growth, and it, it keeps them on track. It's so easy to lose focus. And so I keep them accountable for what they say they're going to do, and it makes them more effective in the work they do. And it makes them more effective in their life because everything's related right? Your work is not necessarily separated from your life. Yeah, exactly. And this is only for executives or there are more people who can benefit from leadership and nonprofit coaching? Honestly, I think everybody can benefit from coaching. I've heard people say, I don't need a coach. And I'm like, oh, honey, everybody needs a coach. <laughs> it just, it just, I have three or four at a time because they all give me something different and they help me explore myself and be my best possible self. So I also work with nonprofit leadership 
I spent many years in nonprofit leadership myself, and I know what the challenges are. When you work for an NGO or a nonprofit, you're doing it out of a love for humanity, and sometimes your boundaries get blurred. And it's um, so my focus with nonprofit leaders is to help them manage their self-care better, help them manage their boundaries, and, and help elevate their staff and the people that they care for by taking care of themselves first. Yeah, I do believe that having a coach is very helpful. It makes such a big difference. And um, uh, the best thing I ever did was hire my first coach. Mm-hmm. It, coaching makes me a better person. And Cynthia, you have been writing for a long time. In your nonfiction book, Journaling a Secret Practice, was published in 2016. What inspired you to write about this subject? When I lived in Los Angeles, to be able to work with a group of writers, every Friday we would meet at a cafe and we would journal for two hours and we would have timed writing practice, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes. And we would write and we would read. And that's all. We would write and read. And it taught me more about writing than any class I ever took. And so that's how I started developing my award-winning stories is through journaling. And then when I wrote Journaling is Sacred Practice, I had just won a national prize for a story called Melting at Both Ends. And it was really exciting. And they asked me to write an essay about my writing practice. And so I, I talked about journaling and I realized it was the first chapter of my book. I was like, oh, I could write a whole book about this. About that same time, I had a bad breakup. And so I sat down and I wrote 48 chapters in 48 days. And then I put it away for a couple of years because it needed to marinate. And then when it was ready, a publisher happened to approach me and say, hey, I'm looking for books. Would you, you know, would you like to publish with me? And I said, yes, I would. So I did. And that became journaling a sacred practice. Wow. So it took a while, yeah, to... It took a while. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the writing itself took a very short period of time. I was very clear about what I wanted to say, but sometimes the words need to rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You said marinating. Yeah. It's a good (laughs) example. Yes, let the let the flavors marry and and inform and become richer and um, better. I used to journal almost every day. Other than reading books, it was my other constant support over the yes. years. Yeah, it's good. It's good. But I was like a teenager. Those oh, times. sure. That's when I first started writing, and it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. So over the years, the journaling decreased because I didn't have as much time. So why is it important to continue practicing to journal, in your opinion? Oh, that's such a great question. I think that journaling can do two things. Mostly what people use it for is just to get stuff out of their head and onto paper. And that provides a certain level of clarity. You know, it's, you can see it on the page. It feels different and it feels more manageable. So I think that's important. And then in terms of writing, I think it's a good exercise because I just read an article about writer's block and I don't believe in writer's block. 
Um, because I think that if you're writing, you're not blocked. And journaling is a really good way to keep that muscle in shape and in tone and keep it working. So there's really no reason for writer's block other than you're not writing because you've got other ideas or you don't want to really write that thing or you're, you have different priorities and other things are getting in the way. But if you just simply do the work. So as a child, I played classical piano for 12 years. And every day after school, I would come home and I would do scales. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. And it wasn't particularly beautiful and it didn't create a big masterpiece, but it gave me the foundational skills to play beautiful pieces later. And I find that journaling is very much like that. It gives you the practice of writing so that when you have something important to say, you're ready for it. You're in condition for it. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I will start journaling from now on. <laughs> you know what? It's a really good thing to do, especially if you don't want a journal set a timer. Write for five minutes. Just keep the pen moving for five minutes. And what you'll generally find is five minutes will come and go and you're still writing. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a very good idea. And I think our listeners also will be very motivated. Good. Yes. Yes. Because it, it works. It simply works. And it does, you know what, all of your journaling isn't going to be beautiful, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And your new book is called What is Possible from Here? Can you tell us quickly what this book is about? Okay. So my first book I wrote in 48 days, right? This book took more than 20 years because it's a compilation of short stories that I've written over the past 20 years. There's 11 stories. Um, five of them were award-winning stories. And I thought it's time to pull this all together. And so I have stories that are unpublished and stories that are published and they will be, it will be released in September. So what is possible from here is a coaching term. Uh, it's both a statement and a question. When you have a realization and you've come through a, a block in your life, your coach may often say, well, what's possible now? Now that you've done this, what do you see as possible? And it, it opens things up for you and makes you feel hopeful and see things in a new way. So what is possible from here is actually a line of dialogue taken from a story. Um, in January of 2020, just when the, the pandemic was starting to make news, didn't know what it meant. I was, I had started teaching a journaling class and I never intended to write about the pandemic. I, it's too big. I would never have attempted to write about something that big, but it's what was going on. And we were journaling. So I was journaling about you know, the early days of when the animals were coming back and there were rumors about what things were going to happen. Like in San Francisco, there were rumors about closing the Golden Gate Bridge. We have seven bridges in San Francisco that connect the seven counties. And there were, there were rumors about, well, if we have to go into quarantine, are they gonna close the bridges? And there was a lot of misinformation and a lot of uncertainty. So I was writing, writing, writing all of this down. And I realized that I had been planning to write the collection of, or publish the collection of short stories. 
And then I realized I was writing the capstone piece for the collection. And so the final story in the collection chronicles the first five months of the pandemic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Wow. So you wrote every day for five months? Well, I was. it was a six-week course, and I wrote the majority. I, I wrote the bones of what turned out to be the story. And then, so I take my journal notes, and I start looking at what I've written and find out where the story is. Find out what the story wants to say. And so in the first three months, I wrote the bones of the story. And in the final two months, I helped it to become the final um, edition of the story. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I know many people who wrote about the pandemic, some stories as well. And I think there are so many things to write about. So many beautiful things. And see, that's what I feel that, you know, good stories don't have to be bigger than life and heroic because I think that everyday life is heroic. Simply getting up and taking care of your children is heroic. Getting up and and stepping into the world is heroic. And so we've never experienced anything like the pandemic in our lifetime. And, I, and, and, you know, we live in a pretty privileged time. We have a lot of everyday luxuries that we take for granted. And then everything suddenly stopped and we didn't know what to do. So I think it was a really interesting time. I'm grateful for the pandemic, actually. I think that the world changed in many positive ways. And it gave me the luxury of time to complete this story because otherwise we're moving so fast and we're doing all the things that we need to do. And we're, you know, moving in the world and getting out and moving and shaking. And this was a time where we had to just stay put and be still. Yeah. Many things changed. And I hope that some of these changes will stay. Absolutely. I'm very clear about certain things. I mean, there are things that I will never do again because I feel like we were on a hamster wheel and we were just going faster and faster and faster and faster. And it wasn't necessarily making us any happier. It wasn't making us any healthier. It wasn't necessarily improving the quality of our lives, which as a coach, I'm very um, uh, focused on is, you know, providing quality of life. So I think that it was, it was good in some ways to just to hit pause and reset and make us really really relate to those things that are part of our core value system. What's important? What's really important? Exactly. I believe that we always can 
get something positive out of negative things. Absolutely. Yes. It makes us, yes, it's, it kind of like rubs off the raw, you know, the rough edges a little bit. And Cynthia, you have won many awards for your short stories, correct? Yes, I have. And what would you say are the common themes behind your stories? That's such a great question. I think it's kind of looking at the small things and examining them and really breathing life into that. Um, my stories are unusual. They're, they're not mainstream. I tend to be kind of, my stories are kind of quirky. Um, for instance, I start the collection with a, a story that was a prize winning story. It's called Baby Blood. And it's, it's kind of a shocking name. People go, oh, that's, that doesn't sound good. But it's really about, um, in my nonprofit work, I worked for a blood bank. So people donate blood so that when people have surgery or they have an accident and they need a transfusion, there's, there's a supply of blood. And it's a, it's a beautiful system. People, when they're born, they have very, very pure blood. Babies have very pure blood. And as we grow, um, our bodies develop antibodies and other things that are no longer compatible, say, for a transfusion for a baby. So this story is about a woman who had a baby who was born with a hole in his heart. And it was really sad. And after about eight months, the baby had a surgery to repair the hole in his heart. And he became a very healthy boy. And so this is a story about the woman, she, the mother continues to go to the blood bank she, after the baby's healthy and happy, and she continues to donate blood. And every time she goes in to donate blood, she looks at every single person in the room and she wonders, was that somebody who saved my baby? Was that somebody who saved my baby? And so, you know, it's, it's an unusual kind of slant. Anyway, so my stories, I tend to submit them to contests and they stand out because they're not ordinary stories. And that's, I think that's why I win awards for my work because there are some people who write very mainstream stories that have a very wide audience. My stories tend to be unusual, but uh, do get uh, some attention. Yeah, for sure. We all like different stories. Yes. Cynthia, I chose a quote for you from someone that is, it's amazing, it's adorable, it's Maya Angelou. I love Maya. I love her too. And she says, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. So how do you boost your creativity? Oh, such a great question. I try to remain curious. And I think that in itself generates creativity. And I also don't believe in holding back. I just, I'm like, um, you know, the artist Jackson Pollock, you know, he would throw all this paint on the wall, right? All this paint on the canvas. That's my approach too. just give it everything you've got. Don't hold back. Because holding back constricts the creative energy. So it's like the more you give away, the more you get. So I say, hey, give everything you've got because you can't, you can't outgive the universe. It continues to give you back. I agree 100% with you, Cynthia. We yeah. need to like spread the word about what we learn. Yes. Give it away. Give it away. 
I believe that everybody is creative. And I've talked to some people say, oh, I'm not creative. And I'm like, no, you are. Because I think that it's, it's, it's in our DNA to create something, whether it's creating a building or maybe creating a beautiful recipe or creating a book, you're still creating something. Yeah, exactly. I believe that anyone is able to produce art. And are you working on anything at the present you would like to share with our listeners? I'm working on launching this book. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's it's been a passion project. It's been lots of years coming, and it feels like a sort of a graduation. So I'm savoring it. You know, it's it's a lot of details to process and move it through. Um, but I want to also savor it because it's it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. And it will be released in September. In September, yes. So I'm planning my launching now, and then that will take us into year end, uh, you know, the holiday season. So I'm I have been thinking about my next book, and I'm not sure if it will be fiction or nonfiction. I'm thinking that I might put together a collection of essays. Okay, good. And where can our listeners find you and your work? Of course, I am very active on LinkedIn. If you uh, search for Gregory Cynthia on LinkedIn, you'll find me. I have a website called cgregorycreativity.com. And you find my book, well, soon books on Amazon. So um, I'm sure these books will be very successful. And Cynthia, <laughs> I hope you can come. You are already invited to come back when you publish your next book yeah of course thank you I would love to this has been so delightful I feel like I've made a new friend and um we have lots in common yes and I feel the same thank you thank you if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.